It is uh, Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, and we are with Eric Mateos, the uh, boy, the uh, the new Baylor O line coach. Excited to have him in town. And uh, Eric, I mean, I, you know, life comes at you fast. You have an unbelievable season there at BYU, and then all of a sudden you you get a new gig and you get married. And I was a little worried about you. I thought, oh, no, you don't want to get off to a rough start. You were, I was seeing some tweets come out during your honeymoon, and I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was a little worried for your safety there, Eric. That's not always advisable on a honeymoon. <laughs> well, I tried, I tried my best to, uh, to balance everything out. I think I did a, a good job. I had very specific uh, Work time, I was I was allotted about half an hour to an hour a day where I could do some Baylor stuff. But other than that, I was I was locked into my wife. Uh, so she's she's the best. I'm very appreciative of, of her, and she's been really understanding and really been the reason I'm even able to do this. She's 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 controlling everything. Well, she is. Uh, you're right, man. She's doing all the getting the house uh, ready and getting the old house taken care of and everything. And I'm sure you are uh, getting used to uh, Waco, Eric. What had you? Uh, I know you played uh, you know, college football uh, at, at Southwest Baptist, so at least you got some good Baptist roots. That uh, you know, you you got to have those in, in Waco. Obviously, more Baptist churches per capita than any place in the country. But uh, how much uh, recruiting? Had you done in uh, Texas, and how much? What were what were sort of your connections, and 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 have you been able to kind of hit the ground running in that area? Yeah, recruiting actually. So I I worked at Texas State for two years mm-hmm. in 2017 and 2018, and so I've recruited this state uh, in the past, and and uh, my main area was East Texas, and that's going to continue to be my area here at Baylor. Uh, I formed a lot of great relationships here in the state with high school coaches and, and a lot of coaches, not just in East Texas, but all the areas. Uh, I, when I, when I first uh, got to Texas, one of the things I've always tried to be has been accessible for high school coaches. And, and I've stayed true to that. And I think a lot of the guys in, in the state appreciate that. And, and I try to be real and be accessible. And I think a lot of the line coaches appreciate that, especially and so uh, when I was when it got announced that I was coming back, I had tons of the high school coaches in my in my old area and from around the state texting me, reaching out, just super excited for me. So those are my connections. I mean, are my roots that deep in the state? No, but I feel like I got a, a pretty good a pretty good grasp on where I stand with a lot of uh, the great high school coaches here. So I would assume you've been on campus there at Longview High School. I went by the butcher shop this past weekend. I happened to be in town there. And we're, I got a, a great cheeseburger, and uh, and then also, Eric, if you have you ever been to Country Tavern right off I twenty, uh, I guess that's technically Kilgore, but it's right next to Longview. Have you heard of Country mm-hmm. Tavern yet? Yeah, I've, I've had I've had Country Tavern several times. I mean, every time I'm I'm in the Longview Tyler area, I am uh, scheduling a stop at Country Tavern. I can assure you. Okay, good, good. That that was my test to to see if you truly had the East Texas roots, and you certainly uh, yeah, came. No, I, I remember. You know, I, I remember when I first when I first uh, took over the recruiting in that area. Um, I I went uh, I went to Longview very early in the process because I know 
John King's been there for such a long time. And when I coached the tight ends at LSU, I coached uh, one of his guys from Longview High School. So I made sure that I that I get over there. Yeah, that uh, that those ribs are about as good as any I've had across the state of Texas, and I have tried out a, quite a few of them. Talking to Eric Mateos, who uh, was BYU's O-line coach this past year, BYU a prolific uh, season. I, I would say uh, I'm sure it was bittersweet, very excited to you know to, to come to a, a Power Five conference school in Baylor. Everybody's excited to have you, but you leave behind. I mean, that, that's one of the best years in school history. What was uh, what was that like, Eric? This past season, and I mean, uh, blocking up for a quarterback who may end up going in the top five in the draft. Uh, it, it, he. I think Zach Wilson has got us back to thinking what we used to think of BYU. Steve Young, Bosco, Detmer. I mean, all the great names over the years. Uh, it, it truly was quarterback U back in the day. And, and this is a special, special player. What was that like uh, blocking for a guy like that? Well, he, he, made, uh, he made my job easy from a standpoint of how much he cared about about um, the details in our job. I mean, as a line coach, every year is a little bit different. Every quarterback is a little bit different. And when you have a, uh, a player like him who becomes really invested in the entire process of the offense and not just his job, then you have a recipe for success. And so in my first year there, we, we, we were not happy with some of our quarterback O-line connections where, you know, I think we were in some wrong calls. The O-line would make a, an incorrect call or a quarterback would not know where he's hot or a quarterback would take a silly sack. And, and we, and we gave up um, my first year there, I think 28 sacks or something like that. And, and about half of them were things that we could avoid. And we really approached the off season and said, you know, there's a lot of things that we can fix just from a, a communication standpoint between the quarterback and the O-line to get a lot of these things that happened fixed. And we did that, and we were able to cut those down dramatically. And he was a big part of that, you know, making checks at the line, being a part of our our third down protection meetings on Wednesdays with the O-line. And and, and from my standpoint, that's, that's all you can ask for uh, from a quarterback, a guy who's invested and a guy who cares about those details. And I think that's part of why he's risen so fast in the, in the draft ranking. So I'm excited to see what he's able to do. Talking to Eric Mateos, the uh, Baylor's new O-line coach, um, when you look back, Eric, in reading kind of uh, about your career and, and, and doing a little research, boy, that, that had to be quite an experience at LSU. You kind of got thrown into the fire there with a the coaching change, and we all knew Les Miles. He had a lot of success there. And suddenly, hey, Eric's coaching the tight ends. Get in there and coach these tight ends up. Um I would think looking back, that had to be an unbelievable uh, experience and a great foundation for you. But at the same time, that had to be a little bit of a scary moment. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was scared. I would say I was just felt the sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. Um, I think coaches in general uh, embrace challenges and that was certainly a challenge that, uh, I don't feel like I had any other choice but to to take that head on, and so was a, a bit overwhelming feeling, sure. But uh, I don't think I was scared about it. More just, you know, urgent to give the players 
uh, a great Monday practice, as silly as that sounds. Um, when the, when the, I've always been a very player-focused coach, and when you have a coaching change like that, my first concern was, okay, I want to make sure these tight ends still have a great season. And, you know, this senior still has a great senior year and these guys still have a great experience and we can still have a lot of success. So my focus was really just, um, it was put on, Hey, I'm going to make sure when I come in here on Monday, I'm ready to coach the tight ends at LSU. And I'm not just a substitute teacher, but they're going to feel like we're going to get better starting, starting right away. So that was kind of my focus, but it was a great experience and an unbelievable memory. And, and I formed some really good relationships with those players and very close with them to, to this day and just a really cool experience. Maybe the better way to say that for, is to say I would have been scared out of my mind. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that, that, you know, fair. looking, looking at your, uh, looking at your uh, situation and in what all you've learned coming up and working with coach Grimes, what would you say is your, I know you've had all sorts of different shapes and sizes of O-linemen that you've worked with, but what is, when you're looking for, whether in today being National Signing Day, it's a good time to be talking about this. What what are the attributes that you're truly looking for in an offensive lineman and, and, and where you're trying to take them and then what you're looking for when you first get one? Yeah, I think it starts and ends with, love of the game and passion for the position. Um, without that, it's really hard to, to thrive in college. College football is so demanding. There's so much pressure on you uh, from an offensive line st- standpoint. I talked to a lot of our, our guys and our recruits about the O-line persona, which is, um, you know, you have to be, be okay with not getting any glory and you got to be okay with kicking a guy's butt for 68 plays, but if he gets two sacks on you, he's going to be player of the week. And just from a mental toughness standpoint and from a, a love of the game standpoint, you have to find guys that are going to be able to, to be okay with that and thrive in that situation. So it begins and ends with that. Uh, after that, you're looking for guys with an edge, guys that uh, have a little bit of um, a chip on their shoulder. But I think that you're never going to find, you're never going to sign a bunch of guys that are the same. I think you have to find the formula for the O line. You have to find, hey, who is going to be my, who's going to be my enforcer? Who's going to be the guy that doesn't take uh, any crud from anybody and that might get get you a couple penalties, but he sets the tone? Who's going to be the guy who's the level headed one that kind of calms the 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 situation down? Who's going to be the one who's the brains of the group? And so. It's uh, it would be easy to say I'm looking for this this player and but I'll be honest with you I think if you get five guys that are exactly the same I don't think that formula works and so it's it's kind of about building uh, the traits and, and having guys that um, are all kind of their own person and fit in together but I think from a physical standpoint which I think is ultimately what you're getting at we're looking for big athletes and we want guys that play a few sports guys that can move. And uh, I'll trade in. Um, I'll trade in a 350-pound guy that can't move for a 260-pound guy that's a great athlete and plays basketball and can dunk. I'll I'll do that every time. Yeah, that vertical. You know, I've heard O-line coaches talking to Eric Mateos, the Baylor's new uh, O-line coach. I've 
I've talked to O-line coaches who love that vertical jump because they think it shows that kind of explosion, and it sounds like that may be something you uh, you take a peek at too. Uh, today, National Signing Day. It's, it's always interesting when you've probably spent so much of your time over the past couple of years, you know, recruiting for another school, and suddenly you immediately step into another program and you're having to hit the ground. You're getting the 2022, uh, you know, offers out and commitments are already rolling in for 2022. Can you tell me a little bit, have you been able to get a, a bit of a feel yet, Eric, for, uh, for instance, Connor Heffernan out of Georgetown, Tate Williams, the kid out of Wall, always want to, always love kids coming out of uh, smaller towns. And then, uh, and then the kid out of Jesuit, that's a Jesuit, that's a really interesting player as well. What have you been able to determine about some of these young men? Yeah, the nice thing about Connor is Connor's already on campus. Uh, he's been thrown in the fire right away. He's, he's adapting extremely well. He's, uh, he's working extremely hard in the weight room. Our, our weight program has been kind of flipped upside down and and they're in a little bit of a shock phase right now, but the boys are really thriving there. I've been really pleased seeing how all of them have been working, and, and Connor is fitting right in from a work ethic standpoint and just a seriousness. You can tell the game means a lot to him. And so it's been really good to kind of be here as he transitions into this new uh, way of life. And then the other guys, Jake and Tate, I mean, just extremely talented. Both of those guys are good athletes. Uh, Tate's an exceptional basketball player, really excited about him. Jake is a really uh, good, smooth athlete, so they kind of fit that mold. And all three of them, really, uh, I think I think uh, Coach Aranda did a great job of getting these three guys. They fit into what I would be looking for from a, a movement standpoint, from an athlete standpoint, flexibility, length. Uh, they, they have all that. And so I, I really am pleased with the – a class that I'm essentially inheriting that's been already signed here. I'm excited to, to get with those guys. I think they add a lot of value to our room. And then uh, we're still in the process of, you know, we're not done yet. I mean, to be quite honest with you, we're going to still be looking for guys out there and, and see if we can continue to, to enhance the room before we kick off in the fall. Yeah, you do have some experience returning and uh, those play, those guys got beat up a little bit this past season, but I know, those guys do have some really good ability, and you'll be excited to work with them. What about uh, the transfer from Vandy, uh, Grant Miller uh, coming in? What do you, uh, uh, what do you? I mean, transfer portals become a huge thing in college football. What do you, uh, uh, what do you know about him, and what excites you about him? Yeah, Grant has uh, just a great foundation. Um, he's played for a couple of line coaches that I respect. I know he's been coached, and uh, he's played for a good program over at Vanderbilt and um, one that's been run with discipline. So I know that he has a good foundation. Uh, His father was a longtime NFL player, so the the genetics are there. And then uh, the thing I think I'm most excited about is that, you know, he played this past season with uh, with that captain C on his jersey. And in my opinion, I think that's, something I'm most excited about is that, you know, you add a player to your room who, uh, who's been previously voted a captain. In my opinion, that's the greatest honor in all college football has been voted a captain by your teammates. And so to add a player that was, that had that status at another university in the SEC, I think that's something that we're adding to the room that uh, really can't be 
can't really explain it in statistics or 40 times or anything like that. That's, that's an experience that you're adding that I think is invaluable. And, and that might be what I'm most excited about is just that level of respect he's already earned in his career. And, and I, I view my job as, you know, my job is to enhance his game and to take him another step further and closer to his goal, which is to be a draft pick. Yeah, well, I I would uh, I would take uh, I know his father, and having uh, seen his father play and seen his stature, I would take this kid sight unseen, Eric. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, well, genetics <laughs> genetics don't uh, genetics typically don't lie. I mean, every now and then you get a guy like me who I'm way bigger than my parents, but uh, most of the time genetics don't lie. Well, listen, we. Uh, we're excited that uh, that you're in town. A busy, uh, a busy time. And uh, have you found? Have you had a chance to uh, get out and look around town in Waco? Have you found? I would put you kind of in my category. We're kind of in the big guy category. We like to, you know, we like to know where that next meal's coming from. Have you been able to do any research on those on the barbecue restaurants or any any restaurants for that matter? Well, I certainly have gotten a lot of recommendations. Have I? Have I gotten to all the places I want to experience? Not even close. Uh, been been really busy here, and and uh, they do a great job of feeding us here. So I haven't gotten a lot of uh, time during the week to get out. But uh, my wife, you know, we she she found a, a buyer for her home in in Utah, so she's going to come down this weekend, and and I think we're going to try and venture out and see what we can find. But uh, I will I will make sure to to check off every box of every suggestion. I promise you that. All right. You know, there's some glitzy places that are, that are nice and, and they're all great, but uh, do not be afraid to get over on uh, Elm street over off Martin Luther King Boulevard and go find you some uh, Jaspers. Uh, and, okay. uh, and that's yeah. Yeah. And uh, Tony Demarius. So anyway, not that you haven't heard these things before, but I want to add to the list of recommendations, Eric, we, uh, we appreciate it. And uh, we excited to, to see where you guys are headed with this thing. You and Coach Grimes, I think, are going to be a breath of fresh air to this offense and this uh, program, and uh, really uh, happy to get to visit with you today. All right. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate it.